Welcome to Inside Supercars. I'm with a man who is at Bathurst for the 12 hour and he's not here because it's a supercar or anything like that but purely and simply because he's got Mercedes connections and you're back in uh, the country. Maro Engel, welcome back to Australia and uh, all things 12 hour. Thank you, thank you. It's great to be back. Uh, great to be back here in Bathurst as well. Yeah, it is. It's a, a, trick, a track that uh, obviously is enormously fun for drivers. Absolutely, it's one of the big highlights of the year. So, um, obviously, not not having been able to come here for for the past two years has been been a shame. Um, we were worried that it would be another year, um, but luckily, obviously, the organisers postponed this event to, to this date now in May. And uh, yeah, it's fantastic to be here and, and to be racing here again. And it changed slightly in that it's now pro am. We've only got twenty cars, um, and you know the, the numbers not you know terrific, but it's certainly a good quality field. Um, you must be pleased to be out against, you know, a lot of drivers, obviously, who know this place well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's. I think this year was a good idea to make it a Pro-Am event. Um, I think it gives some of the best AMs in the world the chance to, to get a, an overall Bathurst 12-hour win, which is now, or by now, one of the big endurance classics of the, of the year, um, up there with... 24 hours of Daytona or, or Le Mans or, or Nürburgring so um, no, I think that was a, that was a great idea um, to make sure the grid would be strong um, I think we have a maybe not the biggest grid um, certainly this event scene but we definitely have a very very strong grid um, the leading cars the top I'd say eight to ten cars are really you know we have a lot of strong drivers, teams, obviously manufacturers involved. So uh, yeah, no, it's it's going to definitely be a challenging event. Tell us about your team. Who are you driving with? So I'm with the um, Mercedes AMG team Craft Bamboo, um, which is the same team uh, I was with in 2020. So just before the pandemic, um, where we had a strong run, um, had a late puncture that that cost us a podium in the end. But um, yeah, it's great to to be back with these guys. <coughs> Excuse me, um, and um, yeah. Uh, going to be racing with Danny Junkadea um, and Kevin Say, uh, who is who is our am in the car. So um, it's been a been a really good week so far and um, you know getting up to speed uh, certainly on the first day was 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 critical and, and good. Um, both Danny and Kevin having never been here, it was uh, definitely a big smile on their face when they came back after the first uh, the first time they drove drove around the track. So um, no that that part went really well and um, <clears throat> I think we're you know well prepared as a as a team. Okay, maybe just running back. So, two thousand thirteen, through your having driven with Erebus and a Mercedes in a customer program, um, AMG, that you had been successful with Erebus and Phillip Island, um, and you ended up actually coming and then driving in supercars, which was the formation of Erebus. And when Stone Brothers sold that team, and it was a Mercedes that you raced E sixty threes, I think they were. Yeah. Um... Well, it was an interesting year for sure. Um, first of all, for me, it was it was uh, it was great to be able to see um, and learn so much about the Australian motorsport culture because you really have a great culture, um, amazing fan base, uh, which which was just nice to see. The racing on track was uh, was great. Um, you know, the the wheel to wheel fighting and um, and all of that aspect. You know, the whole the whole yeah. It was a bit like. Um, racing go-karts with uh, nearly 700 horsepower um the only problem in in that sense was that we obviously had yeah massive struggles with with our car uh it was a very challenging year um i think for any international it's challenge challenging to come out here into supercars um it's very different different cars different mentality a lot of things to learn um but then added to that we obviously had had our issues with the car and, and that just made it a very uh on the sporting side a very 
difficult year. Um, but nonetheless, I, I took away a lot of good memories from that year and, and it certainly helped me as a driver. Okay, now you'd already done DTM when you came here. Um, how similar or different? I mean, you weren't involved in the days when they were changing engines in 30 minutes, were you? No, no, that, that was before my time. I was, yeah. I was uh, watching as a kid when, when in those days, but you'd probably have to ask uh, Bernd Schneider yes. more about that. Yeah. Um, so it's not quite my generation. Um, but obviously DTM um, was, I think, the next best thing you could do after Formula One in, in, in Europe, certainly. I mean, the level was incredibly high, um, both the level of engineering, the level of drivers, um, and the professionalism. And so for me, that was that was something uh, definitely special to, to race there. And um, how would I compare that to supercars? It's difficult to say. They're very different championships, and, and I think it would be unfair to just, uh, just compare the two championships. Um, the main difference for me was just the competitiveness of the car. Well, one of the interesting things there for at that time, it probably was only two, two makes, Mercedes and Audi. When I was racing um, in in the, my first period in DTM, it was it was only Mercedes and Audi, and you had four new uh, spec cars and um, four or five, depending on the year, four or five um, elder spec cars. So um, you had a natural difference there in, in what was achievable um, yep. uh, from the from the car perspective, how how old the cars were. But nonetheless, I mean, the grid would would be time-wise uh, as competitive as, as supercars. You know, I mean, you'd, yeah. you'd have you'd have all cars within seven or eight tenths, or sometimes less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was obviously a big introduction when you came here, and you went to Simmons Plains for the first time <laughs> in um, Tasmania. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, learning the tracks was was something cool for me. I've always enjoyed learning tracks, and um, back through my career I raced in British F3 and I had a similar challenge back then having to learn all the British tracks after having spent my Who was in F3 when you were there? Uh, Bruno Senna um, yeah. Mike, Mike Conway um, Sam Bird um, Marco Asmer um, You sure would have I've done missed. Macau at that same stage? Yeah I did Macau once um, in, in F3 I unfortunately didn't go back for the second year um, because I had a, a DTM test um, which then took precedence uh, which was a shame a real shame I really uh, regretted that but it was it was the right decision at the time um, and uh, no Macau I mean certainly that entry list was was uh, was amazing I mean uh, just let on you know let alone our team um, I raced in Macau with Carlin and um, uh, my three teammates were Sebastian Vettel uh, Sebastian Buemi and Oliver Jarvis so um, yeah, right. you know just just only that uh, that team was 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 super strong but also then the rest of the grid I mean I'm, I'm sure I'll miss I'll miss most of most yeah. of the names but a good Good uh, ten drivers that probably made it to F one, and another ten that made uh, made amazing careers in in sports cars or endurance I, racing. I think one of the most amazing sights, and having only been there once for it, but I did see it three or four times. When the F three cars go out in the track, it seems like total mayhem because there doesn't seem to be any real system. Everyone just dives out there to get on the track. Um, I liked Adrian Burgester who introduced me to the Tom's Toyota people and various other ones there. But um, Adrian described it as it's Bathurst, and instead of trees, they're buildings. Yep, yeah, it's quite accurate actually. I mean, the the Bathurst and Macau are you know so the best way to or the closest you can do, you can get to Macau is Bathurst and vice versa. The closest you can get to Bathurst in terms of a track is Macau. They're yeah. they're very similar, still have different characters, but you yeah. know the approach and the mental approach is the same, and the feeling when you're when you nailed a good lap is also the same because you've got to be full commitment you have to have maximum precision you, you can't allow for any mistakes because otherwise you're in the wall and that's the end of your race qualifying or even weekend so the the, the mental aspect and the approach is the same yeah how many 12 hours have you done 
Uh, I think this will be my sixth 12 hour. I okay. think 2014 was my was my first. Um, so this will be my sixth, yeah. And you've just done the one 1,000K race? Just the one 1,000, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. How do you compare the two in terms of, you know, I mean, obviously they go about twice the distance in the 12 hour because it's it's 1,000Ks uh, in the other one. Um, hard to hard to compare. Um, different characters of the event. Uh, at the same time, both obviously on this on this amazing track. Um, I think the fan base is is similar and and, and really cool. Um, uh, and that's just again once again this just Australian motorsport culture and the fan interest. Um, for me personally, I you know I, I feel at home in the GT or GT3 racing cars and, and just that added downforce that, that, you know, I've always liked that and that feeling that speed at high, at high speed corners is, is special. So for me, I've always liked driving uh, the 12 hour, um, but the Bathurst 1000, I think, is just a legendary event, especially for people in this country in, uh, in Australia. Okay, let's go back now quickly from when you started um, in Australia in 2013. Um, you did a full calendar then. Um, under Erebus and the Stone Brothers are moving out. Um, where did you go then from here? Uh, 2014, obviously, I returned uh, back to Europe, and that's pretty much where I really started my GT racing career uh, full-time, let's say. Um, in 2013, we, we raced in Macau. Uh, beginning of 2014, we came here to Bathurst, where uh, where we took pole position, um, which was which was great and, and special. Um, and then uh, GT Masters, the Nürburgring 24 Hours, which became one of one of the big events and races of, of my career over the over the past uh, yeah nearly ten years, um, certainly a place I feel I feel really at, at home at and um, yeah well, again one of those tracks which needs special commitment um, and um, moving on from there uh, you know I've remained obviously um, a factory driver with with Mercedes AMG um, and and have a great relationship with them and really appreciate the trust they put in me. Um, they've allowed me to do some other uh, fun projects along the way, um, such as uh, racing in Formula E for, for two years, okay. uh, which was definitely interesting. Who was um, the team running you there? I ran with Venturi. Yep. Um, it was definitely a stage at which Venturi, as a known manufacturer still back then, you know, was up, uh, up against a big challenge, trying to challenge teams like Audi, like Renault, um, like DS. Uh, and. It was it was definitely also a challenge from a from a technological point of view, but one that I really enjoyed with working with the engineers and bringing that car forward. And we you know we got got that car got some really good pace out of that car at, at various moments. Was that in the era when there were still two cars? You would swap cars? Yeah, and, yeah. yeah okay. We were still swapping cars. It's moved yeah. Now. yeah, exactly. It was still the the, the Gen One car. Yeah. Um, and uh, so we had to swap cars, which uh, also also was a big challenge, uh, especially when Jean Todd decided to. Uh, with the FIA decided to remove the minimum pit stop time and, and suddenly you had to change cars and, and do it in, I think we got down to about seven seconds, which was crazy, <laughs> insane, crazy. Yeah. Um, I can't tell you the amount of time uh, we practiced and uh, and, the, and, the, and the colors of my shins. Because, the injuries, yes. Uh, you, you're trying to slide into that car as, as quick as possible and obviously along the way you'd, you'd really... Uh, Bang okay, your, well, bang unfortunately now, the, a lot. the battery's improved, so are you, you're not doing that anymore, though? No, I did the two years with, with Venturi, and it was a, it was a cool, fun experience um, to be a part of, but again, um, for me, my, my main 
objective and core, core uh, has always been racing GT3 cars with Mercedes AMG and, and uh, like I said that's where I feel at home and um, you know we've shared some great success and obviously we can try and continue to, you, to extend that. You've done a dozen or so years with them now. Uh, this is my 15th season with 15th, Mercedes yeah, AMG. Yeah. Um, we're in the GT3 car since uh, full time, let's say since 2014. So uh, um, yeah, it's it's certainly it's my brand. It's the brand I feel at home at. It's the, it's my uh, racing family, and um, and and yeah, I feel very uh, privileged to be racing with them and, and for them. And your wife and child is still in Monaco. Yeah, still still in Monaco. Um, we have a young daughter, and uh, yeah, just enjoying enjoying that part. How old is she? She's uh, going to be four in, in August. Oh so right! Oh, she's just a fun time. Yeah, just enjoying enjoying seeing her grow up, and uh, and and yeah, enjoying enjoying that time with the family. Well, thank you very much for joining us uh, on Inside Supercars, Maro Ingle. It's been wonderful to catch up again, and it did seem like more than a year you were here. Thank you. Yeah, uh, definitely it did, it did, and you know, I mean, I still feel very much at home and. Um, I have a lot of friends here, which which I try and go go and see uh, whenever I come down here and try and extend for a few days. So uh, unfortunately not this year because because I've got testing commitments when I when uh, as soon as this race is over. But uh, hopefully next year February isn't too far and, and I'll have a chance to spend more time here. Thank you. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.